women's power to heal Mother Earth. I am Maya to worry. Ode to Elizabeth. In the Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna said that everything happens for a reason. Whatever happens in life must occur. It is always for the good, ultimately, even when we cannot see that. However difficult or brutal the forces that make us take pause, rethink, replan, regather, life has its own rhythm and each one of us subscribe to the independence of our own. Put another way, the human being is equipped with the capacity to judge, condemn, criticize. We're the only species that can do this. A faculty that we use ceaselessly. And I have found that the brighter and more intelligent we are, the more acuity this faculty possesses. The ancient olive tree witnessed human beings morph from the Bronze Age into the Atomic Age to the present time. The tree witnessed the world changing. She saw royalty, politicians, demagogues, poets, warriors, prophets, sages, rise and fall. She went through many countless wars. She survived and still keeps giving olives every year. I was born in British Guyana in the year of Queen Elizabeth's ascension to the throne. The love we bore for the Queen was undaunted. She played an important part in our lives growing up. Despite the politics and humongous barbarism and injustices penetrated by European colonizations and nobility upon the vast swath of lands across many continents, including Africa and Asia, we need to look at the woman, the queen, an impeccable ruler, her karmas and what she has borne, sacrificed and given for the betterment of humanity and certainly for the betterment of her people in the United Kingdom. While Western colonization is a political econom economic phenomenon, whereas various European nations, including Britain, explored, conquered, settled and exploited native swaths of land and sea while slaughtering indigenous lifestyles. We still need to come back to the present and deal with the individual, the mourning, the loss, the irreplaceable space that Elizabeth leaves behind.
We are all aware of the age of modern colonization. It only began 1500 year, 15, in the year 1500, following Europe's discovery of a sea route around the African southern coast and of America. With these events, sea power shifted from the Mediterranean to the Atlantic and to the emerging nation-states of Portugal, Spain, Dutch Republic, France and England. By discovery, conquest and settlement, these nations expanded and colonized throughout several continents of the world. But today I am making an ode to Elizabeth and in honoring the Queen I do not disavow the savages of Britain's colonized occupation of peoples and countries. I am honoring the woman for her remarkable beingness. As I watched an intriguing video of her initiation from the Royal Archives into the Druid Ovate class, my skin shivered, recalling memories of my own initiation as a sannyasin in the Vedic tradition on the banks of the holy Ganges River. I reflected on the spiritual initiation that if we are so fortunate as to have one, it does heal us securely into the purpose, into our own purpose. And for that reason, every spiritual initiation is a glorious and priceless one. That is, if it secures us within our individual purpose. Let us not forget that more than a royal, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth was a woman who played a cardinal role in the advancement of women's power to heal and rule. A signature of her Jupiter and Mars in the humanitarian sign of Aquarius, her first house. In 2017, she became the first female head of state to attend a cabinet meeting in over 300 years. Almost seven years before her coronation as queen, Princess Elizabeth was initiated as an honorary druid into the Welsh Gorshed by Archdruid Cries William at the National Estid Food of Wales, Mountain Ash, Glamorgan. As some may be aware through their work as poets and bards, the Druids pay a great deal of reverence to the natural world and carried the wisdom of nature with them, imparting ancient ways of being in Congress, in noble Congress with Mother Earth, passing forward sacred knowledge into our world. Elizabeth was unmatched in her service both as a queen and as a woman. She remains the longest reigning female monarch in history, a stewardess of druid magic, 
preserving ancient lands with a love for her fellow beings and animals. In Canada, there are millions of square acres of land held as crown land, which are protected, both federal and provincial, are protected into the future. Though we may recognize one another in the human family, we never truly know the destiny that shapes each of our lives and therefore we cannot judge. So much of what I have received in my early education was British programmed by Elizabeth and her ancestors. Each individual destiny is known only to the universal imprint which we call karma. As John O'Donohue puts it, each life is a mystery that is never fully available to the mind's light or questions. To sense that whatever comes, the great sacrament of life will remain faithful to us, blessing us always with visible signs of invisible grace. We merely need to trust. And here too, with the deep pangs of grief that the world is experiencing unbeknownst to many as to why they are experiencing it. We are yet to see what grace brings to the world as Elizabeth flies on the wings of angels to her final destination. It is very interesting that at this time of massive change that she's gone. As I said, it is a tearful time. It's a time that pulls at the heartstring, not only because of the vast space of care and humanity love, humanitarian love that she exuded but because we have come into a quantum juncture of change, the unknown, much of which will be quite austere, if not extremely challenging. Elizabeth and her son Charles shared, according to the astrological projections of specific astrologers, they shared a very interesting interweaving of karma. Elizabeth died on September 8th, 2022, at the age of 96. She was a Taurus, astrological sun sign, with a Capricorn rising and a Leo moon. Charles is a Scorpio with a Leo rising and a Taurus moon. And the connection that they share, at the time of her death, the lunar node and southern node were in Taurus and Scorpio, the sign, sun sign of both Elizabeth and Charles, respectively. 
The planets were also forming important angles or aspects to the planets in Elizabeth and Charles's natal chart, according to prominent astrologers. Indeed, a double rainbow was sighted outside Buckingham Palace the night before the Queen's death. Since Saturn, the timekeeper, was at 20 degrees Aquarius, the magical sign of the rainbows and unicorns, as we would like to say. Saturn is exactly the conjunct, the Queen's 20 degree Mars in Aquarius and 22 degree Jupiter in Aquarius. Anyway, we may not know what all of this means for the general audience, but we do know this. The timing of her departure leaves a powerful mark on the world. And it also brings to mind that the stability and nobility in the leadership that she had set a pace would be what would be so direly required as we go forward. King Charles III has a very, very big task ahead of him, challenging and difficult. But I think he was honed for years for the role as well, because as karma would dictate, he did wait many decades for his turn to rule. Saturn in Aquarius is in a change-provoking square to Charles 22 degree Scorpio in the Sun, which in fact heralded his transition into a role of greater responsibility as the King. And we can go on and on and on, but this is not about astrology. These predictions have always been important in the universe of the stars and the planets, in the universe of each of our own karma. But the rare lunar events that happened around the demise of Queen Elizabeth, around the hailing of the new monarch to his seat on the throne, these events are quite unusual and they speak much to what awaits us in this new era, a new era that is marked by the death of the exquisite Elizabeth. Now Elizabeth, as a woman, grew up very quickly her father, King Charles, like King George, sorry, the fourth was it? Her father was not really honed and whittled for the role that he had to assume when his brother Edward abdicated. And so Queen Elizabeth grew up in the environment after World War II where her father had so much to carry forward and was barely equipped for it, but did the best that he could, of course, with the support of his wife, Elizabeth's mother. And so, even throughout her father's reign, the women in his life, his 
daughters, his wife, played an archangel role to his ruling. Elizabeth was well honed at a very early age. At 25, she ascended the throne. May her journey to the higher ethers always be protected by the Gandharvas and Apsalas, angels as you call them. And may there always be light that she leaves behind that guides Charles in his new role, that guides her nation, and also a time that opens up a wide vista for all of us in the world to herald again noble rulers, selfless rulers who care for humanity and Mother Earth. Thank you for listening and peace be your journey.